The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. and personal with some of your favorite female porn stars on In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, In Bed showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, August 6th, 2019. Listeners, please welcome my very special guest, the founder of the Urban X Awards, Gianna Taylor. Welcome to the show, Gianna. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Fantastic. It's great to have you back on. I remember we did an interview many moons ago, and it was fantastic talking about uh, this amazing, amazing project that you've been a part of for now over a decade. Yep. Yes, we founded Urban X Awards in 2008 when it was Urban Spice Awards, and we celebrated our 10th year anniversary last year, and here we go again. <laughs> I love it. It's funny because, uh, you know, we, well, I'm saying we, as in, what we as in like this, um, this podcasting network, which originally started off as an internet radio show, which originally started off as a blog, started off maybe around the same time that uh, the Urban Spice Awards uh, came into fruition. I think it was a couple years before that. And I remember when, um, you know, I started interviewing performers in the industry, I always wondered, I was like, why isn't there something like that in the industry? You know, why isn't there something celebrating performers of color in the industry? And I'm so glad that you came out shortly thereafter, because uh, when I heard that something like this was actually going to become a reality, it got me really excited as a Latino, as someone that supports the industry, that interviews performers of color, that that's always tried to sort of shine a light on performers of color in the industry industry via interviews because I mean let's be real the mainstream side of the adult industry doesn't or at least didn't at the time that I started you know it was great to see something like this uh, become a reality so can you share with the listeners uh, you know as I heap a whole bunch of praise on you can you share with the listeners how the concept of uh, the Urban X Awards came into fruition because I'm, I'm going to assume you know it started off as an idea but I would guess mm-hmm. that the actual um, what would you call it the the um, the initiative the the actual uh, hard work was probably much more difficult than you thought or, or was it oh yeah oh absolutely um, yeah like you said it started off as an idea and believe it or not it was an idea for many years um, I sat on the idea of creating an award show for maybe three years. Uh, Alexander DeVoe 
back then was directing and being nominated for AVN several wow. times. I had an agency uh, which was geared towards ethnic talent that was called Erotic Diva Models. Um, and I attended all the other award shows. And I would never see any ethnic performers really nominated, let alone win an award at the other shows. And I'm like, this is ridiculous because I know we're producing amazing product products. Like Alexander DeVoe was producing some of the best products in the industry and was nominated 18 times and didn't walk away with an award. And just as many other directors that were producing black on black or interracial products, um, they, they just, were not getting the recognition and getting rewarded for their great work that they were put in, putting in. So I wrote it out and I sat on it for a few years. And then I finally said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I have no idea how to do an award show. I've never done an award show before. I don't know where to start, but I'm just going to figure it out. So I wrote it out. I had Packs do a sponsorship package, and then I just started going around to companies, and I said, "Hey, I'm doing I'm doing Urban Spice Awards. Uh, It's you know going to be the first ethnic award show in the adult industry." Started getting sponsors, got a venue, and then before you know it, it was time for the award show, and I was like, "Okay, no one's going to show up. This is going to be crazy." Red carpet started, and you saw limos and cars and piles of people loading out. And before you know it, our show was at capacity. It was amazing. I was like, holy crap, I pulled off an award show not knowing what the heck to do, but I did it. So that was our first Urban Spice Awards in 2008. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was an amazing experience. It was a learning experience. It was trial and error for me um it took some time to get it right you know i'm here at its 11th year and i'm still learning every year i learn something new every year it gets bigger so that that's pretty much how it came about it it was just an idea until until i executed the idea and made it a reality i love it yeah it's just fantastic to hear like listeners if you want to do something i mean you if you've got an idea you can make it happen like you know you can make it happen and it, it it's a hard work uh you know there's a whole lot of barriers that can be put in front of you as i'm sure you know gianna but you can bulldoze through those barriers and you can make uh, your idea become a reality and and that's exactly what you did uh what what i think is kind of funny not funny in a haha kind of way but funny in a like really kind of way is that even to this day you know 11 years into this there are still people out there that are like uh why does that award show exist you know why why does why does there need to be an award show just for performers of color and this that or the other and it, i mean it happens not just with you and with the urban x awards i mean it happens on the mainstream side i mean there's still a lot of people that don't really understand you know why there are certain ethnic awards out there and and, and clearly there is a reason why you needed to make this award show and uh, why it still exists can you share with the listeners why you felt uh, the urban x awards needed to become a reality 
Well, here's the thing, and what it's always been, and what what a lot of people don't realize that it's always been, because I still get to this day, oh, it's the Black Awards. And I like to correct people when they say it's the Black Awards, because it's absolutely not the Black Awards. It's never been the Black Awards from the first day it was, it, it, it came into my mind. What award it is, is it's an all-inclusive award that everyone is invited to. I didn't create another show to alienate one kind. I wasn't going to create a show and say, oh, white people aren't nominated, white people aren't allowed, white people this, white people that, in which people would have loved me to do that, but I'm not going to be like every other award show. Like, that, that's just not it. Where It's about diversity, creativity, and unity. So my, my goal with the award show was to recognize our black latin and asian performers that don't get recognized anywhere else and they're out there busting their butt putting in work and making great product but they're not getting recognized for it however the white performers are still nominated they're they've still won they still are able to participate in the process because this is an award show that's for everyone um but it just puts this emphasis on our ethnic performers that will never get a chance to walk a stage anywhere else. Um, so it was it was just important for me for us to be the melting pot of the industry and bringing everybody together in one room just to pretty much celebrate unity and celebrate the achievements that they've been working for, um, and so that our performers that have never been nominated can feel appreciated for putting in the work that they've been putting in and being nominated for an award um, such as Urban X Awards, you know, um, I, I get, I've gotten for years, oh, you, well, you, you use the word urban, that's black. Absolutely not. I'm not sure if anyone looks up the word urban. And like I, I say to everyone, Urban Spoon is not black owned. Urban Outfitters is not black owned. Urban Homes is not black owned. So, uh, why does Urban X Awards have to be an all-black award show? Stop giving me grief about why white people and others are nominated for Urban X Awards. So I just wanted to put that out there for those people that don't understand that Urban X Awards is an all-inclusive award show for everyone in the industry to come together and have an amazing night. I like it. Uh, I, I I like that answer. Uh, I have read, I mean, listen, we're all on social media. So I have read comments in, in the past of people asking, you know, why is why is this white performer nominated and that kind of thing. So I, I'm glad that, uh, that you put that out there. I am intrigued, though, about sort of uh, the process as far as uh, a, a nominee kind of uh, coming about. Because do performers have to do interracial scenes like there are performers out there you know I, I think we all know them that that don't do interracial and that kind of stuff can those performers be nominated for an urban x awards or do you have to be someone that uh, is fully diverse in uh, your scene partners you have to be fully diverse you do okay. have to be um because it's a thing where, okay, so if you're going to say that you're not doing interracial, and our standards of interracial is not black, okay, because you know the industry Correct. standard for yes. interracial is I black. Think, yeah, I think, interracial the, yeah, can you repeat that again, please? Because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that, because 
yeah, that's an actual thing, y'all. Like, interracial that, isn't yeah. just one race and another race having sex. It's specifically a, and it's and in particular, a black man and a white woman. Or no, not even a white woman. Right. A black man well, and, and honestly, any type of woman. And, and it's interracial for the most part. Right. It, it, yeah. So, and that, that's not, that's not what interracial is. Interracial is, is, you know, outside of your race. If, if you're black and you're having sex with an, an, uh, an Asian, that's an, that's an interracial. Exactly. If you're white and and you're having sex with a Latino, Latina, yeah. Or Latina. Yeah. That's interracial. So like the, the industry standard of interracial is anything black, which is crazy to me. That's not our standard. Never has been our standard, you know. But you, you have, you know, you have to do some type of interracial um, to to be considered. And most people do. Like you know, white girls do Asian guys. They do they do uh, Latina guys. Some some girls decide not to do black guys for whatever reasons. They're told not to. It's going to hurt their career, which we all know is not true. Um, <laughs> There's been so many reasons that I've heard over the years why some people choose not to do interracial, which is completely insane to me. It doesn't make sense, but like we said, interracial is black, according to the standards of our industry. So, but denomination process, which is something that I would like to touch upon because that's another thing that I get a lot of... Um, backlash from um mm-hmm. with the show because people don't people know but they choose not to participate in a process and not everyone has fans that are going to go vote for them or write them in and everyone loves to think that they're as popular as they think they are but they're really not so there's a three-month period of actually there's a two-month period of pre where the categories are released and your fans can go write you in right so we have that 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 uh, time where the talent can campaign. Hey, you know, I'm uh, you know, go write me in for Urban X Award so I can be nominated. Um, we actually have a, a panel of directors as well that for the more prestigious categories like female performer of the year, male performer of the year, male um, performer of the year. Those categories they are in charge of uh, picking those those nominees but when it comes to the fan part of things a lot of people don't participate but they get mad when they're not nominated mm-hmm. and you don't participate in the process so if you don't participate in the process and you don't have a hell of a fan base then you're not going to be nominated i mean like there are off the top of my head uh, misty stone doesn't have to participate in the process because her name's always going to pop up angela white jada stevens they don't have to necessarily participate in the process because their fans are all over. Like, they're going to write their names in. But there's a lot of people that absolutely have to participate, do their campaigning, and take it serious if you want to be nominated and be a part of the award show. Because um, I always say, oh, well, I wasn't nominated. Well, you didn't participate. And, and or a director didn't nominate you. So if you're not nominated by a director, that means you're not standing out. You are not a female performer of the year if a director hasn't nominated you for uh, your performance because those are the people that know best about the performance for our talent. 
would be the directors that are filming these, these people every day. So my suggestion to people that are listening and you want to be involved in Urban X Awards next year and be nominated, when the pre-noms go out, we do press releases, we put everything on Instagram, we put everything on Twitter, and everything is on our website. Be involved in the process. That's all I can say. That makes sense. I haven't been involved in the process, Gianna Taylor. That's why I haven't been nominated for an Urban X Award. <laughs> Listeners, get on your shit, damn it. I want one. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Awesome. No, that's really good to know. I, I feel like, uh, I, 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 you know, I read, once again, social media. A lot of people are like, I didn't get nominated. This, that, or the other. Like, I should, I, I, need, I deserve a nomination. And, and it makes sense what you're saying. Like, if, if they aren't engaging in, in their uh, supporters and, and uh, you know, if they don't get them sort of riled up to uh, submit the nominations and that kind of stuff, uh, because it is a fan-driven award for the most part. I mean, the I would say the majority of the categories, right, are fan-nominated and uh, voted on by the fans, correct? Right. Majority of them absolutely are. So, yeah. So if you don't get your fans, uh, if you don't notify your fans that this is going on, it, you know, they might not necessarily think that you're interested in one. And and if you are interested, you got to get your fans uh, excited for it. Yep. That's exactly what you have to do. And I mean, there are a lot of people that ha that are participating and every day it's, it's amazing to see, you know, all of the fans, all of the companies campaigning for certain uh, talent. So it's like, okay, this is this is cool. And then when we look at the polls, it's amazing to see those talent that didn't participate but are, like, killing it. It's like, damn, they have a huge fan base because not once have I seen them tweet, Instagram, or do anything, but their fan base is, is strong. So, like I said, there's not, not a lot of those out there, but there are some that don't have to participate in the process and always will be in nomination. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm really interested in sort of like the process of creating the awards. And, and so I want to ask you, because uh, clearly there are a couple of other awards out there for adult industry performers and you know we have the big one and we have a couple of others that are you know almost as big and as you were sort of formulating this award show like what went into creating the specific categories that you create i mean clearly some of them are what you would expect from an award show you know something like the hall of fame or or you know best male performer, female performer, and that kind of stuff. But there are some pretty unique perform not performers, what, what am I trying to say? Some really unique categories is what I'm trying to say for, you know, in particular sort of like niche audiences and that kind of thing. Uh, what went into like picking and choosing exactly what awards you would be presenting at the Urban X Awards? Well, um, we like to try to create some fun categories, as we would call it. You know, not the typical serious female performer, director of the year. Those are those are given in, in every award show. So you're, you're going to kind of have that. So basically, the committee sits around and we just throw out different names and different, you know, for, for different categories. Like, we'll most beautiful breasts or most amazing ass or um, inventive 
sex toy. You must have invented sex. You know, things like that. Like, we'll just throw out names like, oh, that's cool. Ah, uh, now nah, we don't like that one. Okay, that's cool. That's a good name for that category. So, because they're more fun. They're more interactive categories. So, we, we just want something that's going to be, you know, catchy for the nominees to be able to put out to their fans. And it's like, oh, my God, who, who has the most amazing ass in the industry? What is the most amazing ass? Like, is it a fake ass? Is and a, nat- a natural nice ass like what is it you know so it, it's nothing like nothing major like that that goes into it it's not like anything super serious it's more fun for us okay i like it very awesome so uh, okay so we've talked a little bit about like the nomination process in regards to like how people get nominated. And and you did reference that, uh, you know, an important criteria is to uh, have done interracial uh, scene work, but uh, outside of, of that, are there any other requirements for a performer to be a nominee for the award? For an award. So, I mean, it depends on the, the 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 category. You know, there's specific you know criteria for obviously certain categories. Like if you're an anal performer, obviously you have to do anal. Uh, so um, it, it just depends on the category. And none of the categories anymore at Urban X Awards are um, race based. So there is no best ethnic or uh, interracial star of the year. They don't exist at our award show anymore. So. Um, all, all of the categories anyone could be nominated for. Okay, okay. Are there any disqualifications? Like, is there anything that uh, disqualifies a performer from being a potential nominee? Or, or even if they become nominated, is there a means for the nomination to be sort of like rescinded because of something a performer has said or done or, or maybe haven't done? No. No, I, I don't. I can't say that there is. I cannot say that that there is anything that just would disqualify besides the uh, the period of time that they um, like certain like movie nominations have a a, a, a production period, so yeah. it has to be produced within a certain time for it to be uh, for it to qualify. Obviously, if it's not within those time periods, then it can't be submitted. So that would disqualify a movie. As far as talent goes, there's really, I mean, you know, we 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 have categories for everything. We have categories for BBW, trans, trans. Um, you know, we, we kind of, like I said, we're all inclusive. So we we have we touch upon everything. So I don't know. There's 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 no no reason to be like disqualified. I guess I would say. I've okay. never really thought about that because we've never had to, like, not include people. Okay. All right. So uh, 
This is going to be the 11th year that you've uh, done the award show since it was founded. There was a little bit of a hiatus in the middle, and but you guys came back better than ever. And uh, one thing that I do want to pick your brain about is um, I'm sure you get it on social media or whatnot. Like, why does the award exist? You know, why did the industry need the Urban X award show? What would be your sort of response to the haters questioning why this award show needed to exist? Because it needs an all-inclusive award show where everyone feels welcome and no one feels alienated. And, um, uh, and, and a show that's not predictable a show that, you know, if you're ethnic, you're not going to win. Um, you know, it, it was just needed. It was needed to bring everyone together in one place and for everyone to have a good time and no one to walk away feeling like they got slighted or they, you know, they just, just feeling away, walking away, feeling away, I guess I would say. Um, I feel like every year after I leave Urban X Awards, I look at all of the press and the media and everyone's tweets and Instagrams and everyone had an amazing time, whether they won or they didn't win. They didn't walk away with a sour taste in their mouth. And I think that's what is important and why it needs to exist because it needs there needs to be somewhere where everyone just feels welcome and a place where it's an all-inclusive show. I like that. No, that's really great to hear, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, as I said at the beginning, it, it is very difficult to see performers of color win at some of the other sort of longer established uh, adult industry award show. And, and the fact that you created something that showcases the entire industry, but there, there is an emphasis on performers of color. I, I really love that. Uh, I mean, it's very rare to see uh, a uh, a male or female performer that's of color in the industry win some of the prestigious awards at, at, at the other award show. So it's great that they get a chance to shine. And in particular, because it's fan-driven, it's great that the fans uh, are able to uh, vote for some of their favorite performers and, and to, to, to be able to help them earn an award. I think it's pretty damn awesome. Well, absolutely. I think um, it's important to have the fans involved because they're, they're our consumers. They're who watches. <laughs> you know, without them, there would be no sales. So um, it's important to keep them involved in what's going on within the industry. Exactly. And I feel like it's such a myth that, uh, that you know, in particular consumers of color, they, they don't buy, you know, apparently porn. Uh, that's what the industry seems to think. Uh, you know, even though interracial has, be at least by the industry standards of interracial, has become one of the top selling uh, genres in the industry, we still have black erotica be extinct. 
that, and and it makes no sense to me. I, I've never understood the um, the theory that uh, you know black porn isn't bought, or uh, black porn is bootlegged quicker for some reason, uh, and that kind of thing. It, what I love is that the, sort of like this new crop of performers, and and even you know performers that are still in the industry, they're using OnlyFans and and their own um, you know platforms to create uh, you know black erotica uh, what's your take on like the disappearance of black erotica and the myth that uh, it doesn't sell or something like that whatever it is that they're trying to sell at us that clearly we're not buying i mean as far as the the the, the reason why it doesn't exist well um i'm not gonna say that we don't buy because obviously at one point it was being bought because it was huge. Um, black on black was a really, really, really big part of the adult industry at one point. Um, that and, and interracial. And, and when I say interracial, I'm going to go with the industry standards of interracial because that was what was really, really selling back then. It was black guys and white girls. Um, that was huge when I was a director. Um, so, what I think happened is the industry shifted completely and I don't think it had anything to do with uh, us not buying it. And I don't think it had anything to do with that. I just think it had something to do with the complete shift of the industry. And um, obviously the companies that were producing and selling that product didn't last. Um, so they no longer exist in the industry. So when you don't have those companies that exist because of the porn hubs and the the internet porn, you know, because those companies that exist back in the day, they also DVDs. And then the whole uh, thing with Pornhub and, and content being leaked and all the content is now free and it puts companies out of business. I think those companies that produce black products and black-on-black products just no longer exist, so it's not being produced. It's not that we don't buy, because it would be bought if it was being produced. And being as though it's not being produced, besides on, uh, you know, Minivids and, and Pornhub and OnlyFans, and when you look at the views that the black-on-black porn gets, it's in the millions. So obviously someone's watching. It's just not being produced by companies anymore. It's being produced by talent and being sold to these outlets um, such as Minivids and Pornhub and things like that. So I, I have to say that it's definitely a myth that we don't buy. I don't think that's true because black people are, or people of color and ethnic people are very big supporters of the industry. That's why Exotica, for one, New Jersey does so well. Mm -hmm. Because that's predominantly ethnic. Who goes to that convention? The black people and the ethnic people that are supporting that convention. And they're buying. They're buying DVDs or they're buying products. They're buying. So we buy. We spend. I mean, it's that way across the board. Strip clubs, porn, everything. We spend. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. What's interesting is that the um, 
the industry's standard of insuration. I love that we're saying that because, I mean, that is the truth. I mean, it, it's it's the uh, porn industry's sort of version of interracial, uh, you know, a black man and a white woman. It has been doing really well. And, and something that I will give the industry props on is that uh, they have actually invested in uh, or people have invested in the quality of uh, some of the websites you know a lot of times uh, you know back in the day I'm, I'm sure you remember a lot of it was very stereotypical type of stuff and and that kind of thing and uh, nowadays there seem to be a lot more websites that really put in the money into like the camera and the locations and, and they're they really are shooting the uh, interracial erotica a lot more beautifully Something that I want to pick your brain on, because uh, even though I've been interviewing performers for many moons, uh, you know, I still feel like an outsider that's sort of looking in in the industry. And, and this might be an incredibly naive thing to say, and, and, and maybe you could say that to me. But something that I will never understand is, okay, I, I completely buy everything that you're saying, and I agree with it because I've, I've been here, I've been interviewing performers, I interview directors, and, and you know, I, I always talk about race in the industry and, and uh, the disappearance of black erotica and that kind of thing. So I, I completely understand what you said, that the the companies have disappeared and, uh, you know, there, there, there really is no one outside of individual performers that are really doing it for the most part. I mean, every once in a blue moon, a major studio will come out with an all-black release or a predominantly all-black release. But for the most part, it really doesn't exist. You know, besides, you know, like a sprinkling here and there of, of a scene, maybe in like a feature title or something. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if there is this vacuum and clearly people will buy it, they will buy the content. And whenever there is a, a vacuum of a particular niche, there usually is someone that gets the idea, like, I'm going to go and plug that hole and try to milk that niche for all the money that I can get because I will be like maybe the only person that's producing this content. So people are going to have to flock to me. Why hasn't that happened with uh, Black Erotica in the industry? Um, good question. And I've wondered that. I think, and I'm going to say this because I say it all the time, um, we don't come together as a whole. And that's been our issue, even with this award show. Um, I don't have a black sponsor on my award show. Why? Because we don't support each other. I'm going to say it because that's what I believe. Um, I don't think people of color come together to make an empire because it could have been done already uh, with several people in the industry. Um, and I think it, it's, it's, it's being done. And I'm going to say it, it's being done as in websites like Pinky. Pinky does it. Most of her content is black on black. That's why Pinky's website is very successful. Pinky doesn't have to do scenes. Pinky doesn't have to work. Pinky doesn't have to do anything, anything because she has created a black-on-black -black website that is very popular. So it's out there. It's just not as big as it used to be because before it was companies. Now it's individual people that are creating it. It's not a massive company that has massive marketing behind them. So, like I said, it's a pinky and a Cherokee um, that create content like that. So it's it's that it, it's not that it doesn't exist. It does ex 
exist, but it's on a very, very, very small platform because they're individuals creating it. Mm-hmm. But if we can't, if, 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 if some people came together with an industry and built a company that niche was black on black, it would be amazing. Because I think that's a big void within the industry. Um, and, you know, people are afraid to take that leap. Um, just as I said, no one knew if Urban X Awards was going to come back or not. Urban X Awards was gone from 2012 to 2000. 2012 was my last year. 2017, I brought it back. No one felt the need to create a show that was needed. And they won't because they didn't before me. They didn't after I took my hiatus and they have it now. So I think it's a fear that people have of uh, creating such things. That's sad. The crab in a barrel, sort of crabs in a barrel mentality is sad. Um, And you don't see that on the mainstream side of the entertainment industry. Do you think it's sort of like the adult industry and, and just the, the adult industry getting performers sort of in that mindset that you can't do it? You know, like there are all these large companies doing things like you, you know, perf- you know, random performer, you know, cannot, you know, create something that's going to uh, impress do you think it's that that because the industry has become so big that people just are like you know i can't do it like i don't think i'll be able to do something like that i don't know um i don't know exactly what it is if it's the industry or if it's the fact that people don't understand their image is everything and running with their image. Like I don't understand what I've never understood is how someone could be in this industry. Um, and still, uh, be running behind a company or someone to pay them when they've made a name for themselves. The point of being in an industry like this for me, I would say to be to get in, to make a name for myself and to run with my image and now create an empire around my image and make money off of myself and not allow a company or someone else to reap the benefits of me being on film. That's just how I would think, right? And now with many vids and OnlyFans, a lot of talent are able to do just that. They don't have that middle person where they have to chase a scene because they can create their own content, they can upload it, and their checks come to them, opposed to, we're going to shoot a scene for this company, and they're going to reap the benefits, and I'm going to get paid my check and walk away, but they get paid residuals at the company. So I think that um, just a a lot of people just aren't in that, that mindset of, I can do it. I can brand myself and I can become bigger than what I think I, I can. So they just get stuck with being okay with collecting a check or trying to find a company to shoot for. 
I think that's where a lot of people get stuck at in this industry. And then when they're not getting shot anymore, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm no more good to this industry now. What do I do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I always tell girls, I'm like, listen, own your own name, build your own brand, and um, run with it. Like, Yeah, great I example. agree with you. That's Pinky the advice I give Cherokee. performers. Yeah, that's the advice you I know. give performers, especially when it when I'm interviewing a, a performer that's sort of fresh in the industry. I'm like, you need to try to increase your, your fan base, and then at a certain point, you need to create your own content, because that really is where all the money is. Like, you need to get into content creation, and you need to own your own content. Right. So that's like the best advice you can give anybody that's joining the industry. Like, you can't rely solely upon the companies because you know they own all the content you know you're just getting paid and for the most part residuals do not uh, exist in the industry uh, at nope. all so uh, you know they own that scene and and you need to own your own content i mean clearly you have to work with the companies at the beginning because you need your name out there but once yeah, you, you develop your, your fan there. base mm -hmm. once you have you know this this growing consumership you can do your own thing, you know, create whatever you want to do, create your own products, uh, create your own content, whatever it is, you know, once you have the, the, the fandom, that's really all you need. You know, once they, you see that they're supporting you, you have this, you know, this large group of people that are willing to pay for your material. You need to take advantage of that. You know, you need to give them what they want. You need to listen to them. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, once people learn to do that, um, I think, you know, people will be a little more successful within the industry. Uh, they'll be able to build their brand. Yeah, totally. So. I hope so. One would hope. I uh, Hopefully, it seems as if some of the newer people are, are getting it a little bit more and are really, you know, trying to work hard on uh, building that fan base so that they can, uh, you know, start creating their own content and they don't have to necessarily rely on the industry and in, in giving them a paycheck. You know, they can create their own paycheck, which right. you know, should be everyone's goal, I would think. So, uh, okay, so you veered into a little bit of a different direction, but I really wanted to sort of pick your brain on, you know, some of the, the like, I don't know what you would call them, like the issues in the industry, but uh, to veer back into the award show, something that I should have asked earlier as, as we were sort of talking about it, but, uh, we, you know, we really got into uh, a, a different conversation is uh, the fact that the name of the award show did change. I mean, we started off talking about the Urban Spice Awards, and, and, and clearly it's now the Urban X Award show. Uh, can you tell our listeners just what went into the name change? Oh, well, um, we got pretty much sued by Playboy. Um, for spice, so oh, we had okay. to, uh, yeah, we had we had to um, uh, get rid of name. So we did. Really? Just so for yeah, spice. they they yeah yeah pretty much going into my first award show, I was dealing with a lawsuit uh, prior to the show, um, because I used the word spice, and come to find out, um, Playboy didn't operate as uh, the spice network in the United States. So we just came to a, an agreement, and um, 
they ended up being like the title sponsor because of that issue. And I agreed to not use the name anymore. So okay. that's when Urban X Awards came about. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's a good name. So... Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think it's a dope name. Um, we have the X Awards, the custom glass. When we had glass X's, now they've got turned into acrylic X's because everyone would break the glass ones. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it works. It works for, for what, what it is, you know, the X, the triple X industry. So it definitely works. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk a little bit about the actual, uh, like, planning of the award show like what goes into uh creating this award show because i mean before i mean i should also mention this before it, it was just the award show it was like the award show and, and and that was it and and this year it's turned into a weekend affair so can you go into a little bit of like what goes into actually planning the award like how far ahead you start planning it and what went into sort of like the idea of expanding it and 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 that sort of thing uh, well it's i mean it's a lot to plan um we start several uh, we kind of start right after the award show like i'll start doing things but then i have to take a little break because i just need a a time to breathe and recuperate from the actual show. But as soon as the show is done, we start doing the timelines for the next year's show and the deadlines and things like that. Um, but, I mean, it, it, oh, Jesus, it's a lot. I mean, it, and, and we're small. We're a small group of, of production, might I say. I don't even know if I would call us production because it's, it's kind of just us five of us um, that bring this whole show together pretty much from beginning to end, which is the whole weekend. Um, you know, we, we have to set up for prenoms and rebuild the website and do the voting systems and get in contact with all the, non the performers and directors. We have to get the directors on board to do the prenoms. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot of behind the scenes. It's a lot of things people don't know about, like losing venues at the last minute, um, dealing with trying to get sponsors for the show. Like, and um, I mean, honestly, for us, sponsorship is very hard. We're an urban show. The sponsorships, the people that sponsor other award shows won't give us a dime. They just won't. I don't know why, because it's not like we put on a rinky-dink show or we're having it at the corner store. But, I mean, it just, it happens that way. So I have to pull teeth year after year to even get sponsors on board to support the show. Um, speaking of sponsors, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, my sponsors that I do have that have been supporting. Um, Kush Farm jumped on this year, Kush Farm Van Eyes. Black has been a supporter since I've come back. Um, um Bad Dragon, since I've met them and I've brought the show back, they have supported every year. Uh, so I, I do want to say thank you to them um, because there are higher sponsorship levels. Um, we have Miles Long, Wicked, Galaxy, um, and a slew of, of other sponsors that, that I can't name verbatim. They're all on the website. 
um, but but they jump on um, at levels and they sponsor. But it's a very it's a, that's that's a touchy subject for me because um, I feel that we get slighted when it comes to sponsorship because we are an ethnic show, and it's just it's the truth of the matter. It is what it is um, that a lot of people that sponsor other shows don't give us the time of day, um, which really sucks. But, I mean, that's another obstacle that we have to jump over, and we just have to find ways of getting funding for our award show because it does take a lot of money to put on. The Globe Theater is not a cheap venue. <laughs> it's a whole theater. I have to have three venues for this award show because it's a whole weekend. We have a lingerie party on Friday, that venue. We have a pool party on Saturday. There's a venue for that, and we have an award show, not to mention all of the decorating that goes into that, the the, the planning, you know, just everything, the promotional materials, the, the booklets, the, the, the media walls, the red carpets, like everything completely adds up, you know, and we have to, to bring it together as a, a small crew of five. Um, it's a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's very tedious and there, there is a lot. I mean, editing alone to make sure that our screens are perfect is is a lot so it's 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 a big task to take on but we've mastered it we've we've learned every single year you know whether it's a trial and error it's like okay it's a learning experience we had to mess up to learn how to do it right and as long as we grow each year then i'm okay with the technical difficulties and maybe a little mess up here and there because we learn from it and we make it better the following year. I mean, no one's perfect. No one's ever been perfect. And no, no show, even shows that have huge budgets, have technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. It's great to hear that it's that it's something that, that you learn from every year. I think that's really important. I mean, I don't, I don't think any show as you said you know is perfect every time so the fact that you know each year you sort of reflect on like what happened you're like okay i i I can do this a little bit better and then you improve for the following year i think that's really important growth is really important Uh, personal growth as well as growth in Mm -hmm. in the project that you're um that you've uh, taken on i think is really important yeah, that I mean that, and that's what it is. When you learn something and you're able to fix it and make it better for the following year, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's growth. I like it. Now, something that I have to give you props on is that you always seem to find the right people to host the show. This year, you've got four talented individuals that are hosting. I, I want to pick your brain on like what goes into like selecting the right host. Uh, is it is it just because they have a big name, or or do you, do you actually go into maybe a little bit of their social media to see they have a if they have a big personality? What goes into selecting the perfect host for the Urban X Awards? Well, definitely, social media is a huge thing. Um, so if it's a person that has a great amount of followers and has a great fan base, of course. Um, but a, a lot of it comes from people that genuinely support and genuinely care about being involved with our show. You know, um, like Nina L., she gets it. She supports. She's genuinely happy every single year when she shows up. 
she's just, she's just amazing. You know, she has a great fan base. People love her, and she's 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 a team player for Urban X Awards. She she knows. You know, she understands the work that we put in. She understands what we stand for. So a lot of it, when we go into picking hosts, they have to be someone that understands what Urban X Awards is about and that they genuinely want to be involved in hosting the show. It's not because, oh, uh, well, well, how much are you going to pay me? Or, you know, um, you know, things like that. It's like, oh, my God, I am so honored. I would love to host the show. Anything you need, you know, absolutely. Um, there, so we, we definitely look at their personalities and their aura and and um, just how popular they are. Um, and 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 again, like you know, Gia is also used to be known as Shay Evans. Like for me, she stuck out because she's super sweet, and her outfits always stuck out to me at Urban X Awards. For it, it's, it's weird because I was like this girl dresses like she's beautiful she has a great personality um but you know let, I'm gonna give it a shot and when I asked her if she would love to host Urban X Awards she was like oh my god I'm so honored yes I genuinely would love to host your show so it's like when you get responses like that it's like okay cool you know, we've, we've gone through some people that we thought, and then it's kind of like, they're just like, uh, yeah, I guess, or, you know, not excited. Like, I don't want anyone that's not genuinely excited to be a part of our show, a part of our show. Right. You know what I mean? It has to be something that you want to do, something that you believe in, you know, you're with the movement and you understand what we're about. So that, and that, that was across the board for Gianina, um, Jason Love and Rob Piper. You know, they've always supported, they get it, they understand, they're always willing to be involved, and they are uh, heavy on social media, and they, they're, you know, good performers and stand-up people in general. So, that, you know, we're so happy to have all four of them a part of our show this year. I like it. Great choices. So I know that they're going to bring it. They all have big personalities, so it's going to be really entertaining. Yes, it, it is definitely going to be entertaining. I, I, I believe it's it's going to be one of the best shows. Um, we have we also have Jackie Christie from Basketball Wives who's one of our presenters. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see that. So VH1 will be in the building. Um, so, you know, it's, it's expanding. I... I I'm always um, surprised to hear the people that have attended that I didn't know were there or people that, like Jackie said, her, her best friend was at our pool party last year. And I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Like, it's, you know, I, it's, it's, it always amazes me to know that certain people have attended our show, you know? That's fascinating. So, so she's filming be, right now, and so the cameras are going to be on there, are going to be there for the reality show, filming her? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Hey, you got to love that extra promotion. <laughs> got to love it. Got to love it. So I'm looking forward to that. I definitely am looking forward to that, and I'm, I'm grateful that um, she has taken the opportunity to be involved with our show. She has a toy line coming out, so it's perfect for her. Uh, she gets the chance to learn a little bit about our industry 
Very true. Very true. And uh, I don't know if people sort of forget. I mean, I mean you do have a, a, a background in uh, reality television. We've never really discussed I it. I, we should have you on. <laughs> you should come back and we should have just a talk about life and your experiences. Because I think that that <laughs> would be really fascinating. To My, be life quite honest. <laughs> yes. My life is a book. Yes. It really is a book because I, I came from the mainstream world. I came from a video vixen. I came from black men's magazine and uh, reality TV into this mm-hmm. industry. So yeah. my background, I've got runway modeling and all of that good stuff is what I was doing before I crossed over and got into dealing with the adult industry. And I did it for with two names for a very long time and they never... They, they never clashed until I got on reality TV is when my names got mixed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to talk about that one day. Uh, I'm going yep, to make a, sure <laughs> a note about this because uh, we have to have you come back on and, and just discuss Gianna Taylor and uh, and everything that she has been up to because uh, it's, it's really fascinating. Um so, uh, okay, so as we start sort of wrapping things up, we're, we're getting close to the end of the interview. I, I do want to ask you, where do you see the Urban X Awards in, like, the next five to ten years? Do you see it, uh, oh. well, I mean, uh, it's kind of, uh, uh, I guess, the obvious question, I mean, well, I was about to say, do you see it growing? But clearly, I mean, I think that's Absolutely. obvious. You want it to see it grow. But, like, uh, what do you see it growing into? Oh, geez. Um, something huge and amazing. Like, I want it to be televised and on a, a, a you know, I want it to be like the the Oscars and the BET and, you know, an award show that people look forward to watching on TV every single year. Um, you know, I want to branch off and, and um you know, we have our Urban X Apparel line coming out. Um, as you, I don't know if you've seen, I wear a lot of Urban X clothing. That's pretty much what I walk around in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but our apparel line is launching. We'll have our studio launching. So Urban X as a brand, not just the award show, is going to grow and be a monster. <laughs> An empire, I should say. So Urban X Awards isn't going anywhere. It's gonna it's it's gonna grow. It's gonna be around, and it's gonna keep doing what it does. And it's it, you know it's gonna bring people together. And in ten years, um, I I would just like to be a household name in an award show that people sit in front of their TV and watch. <laughs> I like it. It can happen. You know, if you dream it, it will come, and, and they will come. In more well, ways than one. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it. Uh, I would love to own a copy of uh, the Urban X Award show on DVD. Like, I think that could happen. Right. Uh, that would be that pretty could, awesome. That could happen. Um, we are live streaming it this year. So uh, you can go to urbanxawards.com and the live stream information is there. So, which is great. We have Sophie D as our red carpet host as well as oh, Honey nice. Gold. Those two are doing our red carpet. Oh, um, they're we have be fun. Anna and um, Anna Fox and Lotus Lane as our pre-winner circle host, and Foxy as our uh, winner circle host. Um, 
Oh, that's amazing. Big personalities. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Big personalities. So you can definitely log on to UrbanXAwards.com and you can see it uh, live streamed. And like I said, we have a whole weekend. We have a lingerie party Friday. We have a pool party luau Saturday. And we have the award show on Sunday. So all of the information is on UrbanXAwards.com. You can buy your tickets. You can do all of that good stuff. Perfect. All right. So you already dropped the link to the website. What about social media? Where can the listeners uh, go and, and follow all on social media? Our handles are um, yeah, Urban X Awards. Okay. Perfect. All of our handles. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Urban X Awards. All right. Perfect. And can you remind the listeners exactly the, the actual date for the Urban X Awards? So um, we Urban X Weekend is from the 16th to the 18th. Urban X Awards is on the 18th. Red carpet starts at 4 to 6.30. The award show starts at 7 o'clock. Perfect. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Awesome. Good stuff, Gianna Taylor. Perfect. So, uh, well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. This, this does bring us to the end of the interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners that are, that are listening, to the fans and the supporters that have tuned in? Uh, thanks for listening. Visit UrbanXAwards.com. I want to thank every single sponsor that has sponsored Urban X Awards, and I want to thank my hosts, um, all of my hosts, for being a part of our show. And if you're not in California and you want to watch Urban X Awards, you just log on to UrbanXAwards.com and go to the live stream page. Perfect. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Gianna Taylor. You've always been so supportive, and, and I'm really glad that uh, that you came back on uh, to share with the listeners uh, about this very special project that you're involved with, a very important project for the industry. Thank you so much for having me. It's been years. <laughs> we it have has. reunited. <laughs> yes, and it feels so good. Good, right? <laughs> exactly. But thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into Embed with Poppy Chulo. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading Embed with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on Embed with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting Go fundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chula. Thanks, announcer. I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Thanks for listening to In Bed with Bobby Julo. 
To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.